episode of Individuality Unleashed, where we bring you all things one-to-one -one performance marketing and brand. My name is Vern Trimble, Senior Director of Marketing here at Wonderkin, and I am joined by the lovely Maddie Zenzinger. <laughs> I was like, oh no, he's losing it. <laughs> All good, my friend. Honestly, my my last name scares everybody. Zinga, sir. Zinga, sir. I don't know sir. When you hit that G like ja. It's everybody ja. does. Everyone wants to say Zinja, sir, but it's Zinga, sir. I mean, honestly, that'd be kind of funny if you included that. So that'd be wrong. I mean, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Jay's going to keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the Z scares people. When you see the Z, it's scary. But it's Zinga, sir. Zinga, sir. Yeah, it's Which, okay. So, Maddie, yes. you have been with Wonderkent for about a year now. Yeah. And, or more than a year. No, about a year. I started right after Thanksgiving, and it's like mid-November right now. Yeah. That's amazing. So Maddie had, was bought in. Uh, as our marketing team was growing and developing and shaping, we needed to bring in a phenomenal world-class <laughs> field marketer. And Maddie was and is it. And so I'm really excited for our audience to learn more about you, more about what your philosophy around uh, experiential marketing and event marketing and campaign marketing, what that looks like and how you can share some of your insights and best practices for brands yeah. that are looking to to have a successful 2023 and beyond. Totally. Yeah. So just a little bit about me, like Vern said, uh, my name is Maddie Zingaser and I'm the Senior Director of Field Marketing. But yeah, when, when when I came to Wonderkind, I was brought on to own events in a in a very what seemed to be kind of a narrow way. Um, we were, which is a great thing to be very much in line with sales and marketing. But there was this like real focus on using events to drive sales. End of story. And I felt like there was an opportunity to kind of think about events from more of a, exactly like you said, experiential marketing and overall narrative storytelling uh, place. And so um, when I joined, while I was initially just focusing on events, I've now expanded to think about marketing campaigns, um, whether that be through content and social or through direct mail and thinking about how an event or a theme for an event can really tie back to an overarching marketing message that you're trying to, to land. And so the first kind of example I'll give of that is um, when I joined at Wonder when I joined Wonderkin, the first thing that caught my eye was the brand. Yeah. Fun, funky, bright, cool patterns, like a dream for an event person, because really events are the opportunity to interact with a brand using all five of your senses. And I wanted to think about that when I started working here. But I think, like I said, it's also a marketer's job yes. to incorporate that message. And so what did that look like? maintaining our same level of experiential when it came to fine dining and amazing venues, unique experiences with chefs, unique dining experiences. But we decided to name that series instead of just saying, come have dinner with Wonderkin at this mm -hmm. cool restaurant. We named a whole dinner series around the perfect pair. Question: So why is it important to Great brand and name something, an experience like that? Yeah. So, I mean, we all know we're invited to dinners all the time. We can we have a million things on our plate. And so I think it's important to have your message stand out in terms of like you've put some thought behind it. People are going to actually come because they're going to get some value out of it, not just having like a great drink, but they can see immediately in the name of the event. Oh, there's like like minded people here who want to talk about email and text, for example, totally. for example, around the perfect pair theme. So it's it gives your event focus. It gives the content that you might talk about the event focus, and it allows that event to also live potentially with the, within a larger marketing campaign. So if your team, because Vern obviously runs content, were to do, um, you know, 
thinking of blog content or a, a white paper that we wanted to run, we could be like, why don't we theme it around the perfect pair right. and build out from there? I think, and I think that's brilliant. I think there's a lot to be learned for marketers that are making that shift from uh, pandemic, mm -hmm. digital uh, yes. experiences and digital marketing to now being more in person and understanding there has to be a crossover between totally. that digital experience, which was a little bit more easy to control and manage everything that's, you know, right yeah. at, at your fingertips and extending that over to an actual in-person event and experience. Yeah. What does that look like? What does that look like for you? Oh my goodness. Well, what it looks, there's a few different things that it looks like. Um, I think I was amazed at the industry overall, our ability to pivot during the pandemic and yeah. start doing these virtual events, both when it comes to like a virtual conference and like a beer and wine tasting. And so I think those during the pandemic, I'm going to say those really just like checked a box. It allowed us to maintain touch points. It allowed us to um, engage with people throughout, but it's not the full experience. Like I said, when you can really engage all five of your senses, of course, when you're doing like a cooking class, yes, you're touching the food, you're tasting it, et cetera, but you're missing that human interaction. And so mm. I was just so excited to come back into 2022 and think about um, ways we could start to bring that experience in person. Separately from that, though, that experience of thinking about what it looked like for our events to exist digitally and then what they looked like in person is actually something that correlates really well to what our own brands experience. For example, they have their websites, they have their um, text platforms. They think about the ways that their brand exists online. Yes. And then you go to shop and store in person and you expect a th common thread of messaging, imagery, et cetera. But I would argue that when you go in person, you have even more expectations. Like yeah. you want it to come alive. Like you want the brand to really come alive. And that's what we did at Wonderkin. We think about how can I bring these patterns and these characters and this feeling of what we bring of like vibes and good energy and all of that that you can see digitally mm -hmm. into that in-person experience. And I think, or I hope that shows our clients that we actually have a really deep understanding of the power of brand. And I really don't think that's a common thing at other MarTech, AdTech, performance marketing channel companies. I, I totally agree. And you know, Maddie and I often collaborate. And one of the things that we are just adamant about is that intersectionality between what we do as a performance marketing channel mm -hmm. and what we also showcase as our brand, totally. almost as, a rule book or instructions or advice, if you will, yeah. how other brands should be communicating to their audiences. Yeah, I'm actually really inspired by the Wonderkind brand and how we position ourselves to our clients as a constant anchor for me to go back when I'm creating these event and experiences for how does it go back to that whole one-to-one -one versus one-to-many. Yeah. For example, we're not, at times, you know, it is necessary to do like a big 500 person party. That's a big brand awareness. But I think the secret sauce of, of the Wonderkin product and the Wonderkin events is we really try to think about who's coming, who do we want to invite, what kind of experience can we create for them, knowing what we know about them. And um, it leads to just more quality interactions, mm -hmm. both on the brand side. I think when, you, when your marketing is one-to-one, -one, you probably close sales more quickly. And on our end, when those relationships are one-to-one, -one, it leads to more, um, more partners, more relationships being built, even watching other people work together, yeah. you know, having nothing to do with Wonderkin, that's like my greatest joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to know, uh, you, you bring up your partnership with sales. I see you in the trenches working with the sales team day in and day out, 
to drive value, to create these amazing events and experiences for them, for us to be able to do what it is that we do, which yes. is to uh, communicate and sell and build relationships yes. and all those wonderful things. Let's just be real. Yes. Um, but I'd love for you to talk about your process for of, of growth hacking and growth marketing, mm -hmm. identifying personas, aligning with sales leadership in order to create experiences and events that actually helps move the needle. Yeah. I find that the best events come, honestly, when we're able to provide value to the client to to meet a need that they have, whether that be information that they want to get or people they want to get in front of. You know, For example, a few months ago, uh, we actually did a focus group with DVF. Um, their brand was really interested in millennial women and fashion and trying to understand why they might pick certain either specific items or price points over something else. And so we set up an internal event. It was a, an easy happy hour. We had a quick panel discussion um, and then had folks interact with the product. They tried it on. They sat with DVF staff who asked them questions about why they might like a certain shirt or how it fit them versus another pair of pants that they tried on and would they wear them together. We did a focus group around um, like marketing messaging and w certain channels that maybe they should use. and. It was a really successful event. I mean, we got to inter we got to provide an opportunity for people to interact with a premium brand that they might not have been able to, and our client was able to check a box of getting even more information very easily, much more easy than they probably could have if they worked with, you know, a research agency, for example, that needed to get them this focus group. Absolutely. And what's mm -hmm. brilliant about what you do, you and your team, Maddie, that balance between art and science in driving your strategic approach is flawless and a lot of people don't understand how difficult it is to take something that is so uh multifaceted and, and complicated and make it boil it down to its simplest element and make it look effortless and let's not forget how many opinions there are because yeah. everybody in the world has been to an event whether exactly. you've been out to dinner with a friend right. or a, someone's birthday. So that's the other thing too. It's so subjective. So True. I'm just here to say like, it's every time I do it, I appreciate that you think it's great, but I'm always yeah. nervous. And I think that's just part of being an event marketer. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's almost like, you know, you're showing people your baby. Yeah. Like, My baby's cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think an, an, an example of just an adorable baby yeah. that you made, <laughs> was an event we recently did in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Wonder, yes. can you talk to the folks about Wonder? Because yes. I don't do it justice. <laughs> I'd love for you to, to give your POV. Sure. So I definitely can't take credit for like the creation of this annual event. Um, Wonder has been something that Wonderkin has produced for the last, I want to say, five or six years. Um, but this year was definitely different. That, excuse me, than um, previous previous years. Um, both from like a logistics standpoint and I think how we approach the event holistically. So historically, this event has been for only current clients um, and has been very lofty in terms of the subject matter of what you talk about. Um, not necessarily super tactical or in the weeds, which spoiler alert, we didn't get into the weeds too much at this wonder either, but I think it was just um, a little more high level. And this year we wanted to evoke that same feeling of talking about big concepts, thoughtful uh, discussions around similar to what we've been saying, this like intersection of art and science. But remember that at the end of the day, these people also actually like want to maybe learn a little bit about some tactical marketing. Absolutely. Um, and so that's kind of getting back to what I was saying of, I think we have the, it's our job as marketers to provide these cool experiences, but never forget that we do still want to bring in that messaging. And so mm -hmm. this year, the theme of wonder was view from the top 
Um, I believe this might have been the first year that we had an outright theme, like message and, and boilerplate and tagline. But we did that because it helped anchor, anchor the rest of the content to that theme. Absolutely. I was, I was personally at Wonder. And I behold, beheld. Make sure I have my parts. <laughs> I was beholden to the experience. <laughs> I beheld the wonder of wonder, that which was wonder. Yeah. And it was absolutely. Say wonder again. <laughs> so, wonder. <laughs> and it was great. It, it was, it, I never experienced an event like that. Our clients were absolutely blown away. I think what we'll do is we'll cut to a clip of uh, wonder. Yeah. Let everybody check it out. And then we'll come back and talk on the other side. Yeah, I'm so excited. All right, let's do it. Let's check it out. Wonder. We're in beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. The altitude, we're like, what, 7,000 feet above sea level. Tough to breathe, but like, I'm trying. So if I end up on the floor, like, please try to resuscitate. No, you know what? Don't try to resuscitate. I'll be fine on the floor. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> I have no idea how we top this. We are literally at the top of a mountain right now. Between the, the tequila donkey, fly fishing, and the horseback riding. I mean, Mexico? Who knows? Don't quote me on that. Uh, like, literally. Hands down, one of the best events. I don't even want to call it a conference I've ever been to. I would say the opening and closing keynotes were just so powerful. The content spoke in volumes perfectly on point for this. That's kind of what we're setting here, this tone of getting back to who we are, the foundation of who we are as people. Oh my gosh, filled with good content, but also relaxing and like a lot of community, which is like exactly what I did. Now what activity do you have planned to do after we finish lunch? Horseback riding, my friend. <laughs> I love that. Y'all make some noise, you guys had a good day? You guys seen that Paul Rudd? Uh, he's like, look at us, look at us, look at us, look at, us. Look at this. Go back to being critical thinkers, spending more time with family, being creative. Making spreadsheets all day is not supposed to be what our life is about. Go back to being a problem solver. Go back to being a critical thinker. Go back to being creative, to being artistic, to, to this, to the people interaction. the team like they are remarkable and I also appreciate too that they always come to the table with ideas. The standout element is really the people. I feel constantly and my team feels that Wonderkin is an extension of our team. Yeah, the, the tagline the, and then and then we'll cut. Um, feed the beast that is Wonderkin, right? So yeah. I, I feel like I'm the perfect case study for Wonderkin right now. Are you coming back to Wonder next year? I would love to. It's, been, it's literally been like the perfect three days. I mean, can we go back? Dude. <laughs> it um, was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, I will say we got unlucky in the sense that somehow the like one day ever that it rained in the desert, it rained one day. <laughs> um, but obviously that didn't get in the way of any of the like the content or the events or activities we planned. But yeah, Santa Fe was a pretty like magical place. And I'm, I'm really excited that we got to bring everybody there. Why was why is an event like Wonder so important? at a time like this, right after we're, we've gotten out of the pandemic, people mm -hmm. are trying to like coming out of their cocoons and their burrows and their hovels. Like, yeah. Why, yeah. <laughs> like why, why was this important? Yeah, I, there were so many 
elements of coming out of the pandemic, to be honest, that uh, that I took into consideration when planning Wonder. So we picked Santa Fe because it was just this like big open space. People have been cooped up in their homes, like you said. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to bring them somewhere that A, they might not have brought themselves and B, like physically got them away from wherever they have been. And the importance of doing an event like this post pandemic yeah. is getting back to that that intangible thing that happens when you're at an event of that community that gets created. Yes. Um, we had a full buyout of the O'Bear's property, um, which meant the minute that people stepped on the property, they knew anyone they saw walking around was there for wonder, which we've heard time and time again, and which is why we did it. It immediately evoked that sense of community, of that sense of, you know, oh, are you walking to lunch? Let's walk. Where do you work? You know, you could just strike up conversation and create that sense of community. Um, and I think, like I said, that buyout really started that, that, mm -hmm. that tone. Absolutely. I know I would hear from our clients and, and, and prospects as they're walking around the property of, of just being at complete peace and just in awe mm -hmm. of the environment. Yeah. Because it's so atypical to what we experience on a day-to-day -day basis. Totally. Like what, what work goes into making that consideration to, yeah. to, to and sitting down, like, let's say like you sit down with your team and you're like, okay guys, last year we were at that in Miami. What are we going to do? Like, yeah. What does that look like when you have that blank sheet of paper and yeah. you have to come up with ideas? Um, that's a great question. Um, so for me, it started with that feeling I wanted to evoke. It started with pulling people out of there every day mm -hmm. and putting them in a space where they, by hopefully by desire, but a little bit by force, are fo forced to focus in on this community and what we're talking about and engaging here. I also acknowledge that the people who we invite to this event, which is a small event in the sense of like a conference, it's usually you know, about 100 people and that includes some internal folks. I'm aware that the people attending this event have premium experiences all the time, yeah. whether it be in their personal life or in their professional life. Sure. And so what I think about from the top is like, what does that mean? When do you feel like something is premium? And what that really is, is like you feel taken care of, mm -hmm. Um, what does that mean? That means like thorough communication, updates, um, plenty of, I mean, it sounds silly, but it's not silly, plenty of food and water and uh, coffee and things like that. So yeah. they just never want for nothing. Because you notice when there's no like, oh, yeah. I've never been to a wedding that's been lightly refreshed. Yes. It's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, keep people fed and yeah. keep people uh, not thirsty. And yeah. that's like one big, big thing there. Yeah. But, you know, we could just say, okay, we're going to feed people. Yeah, I happened to come and why I think, why I was so excited about Wonderkin when I joined it, I happened to come from the true world of experiential marketing. Yeah. And I actually used to work for Eater, um, mm -hmm. which is a publication that really focuses on dining and uh, what's like hot and cool and new and food. And so when I say like, oh, we're going to host a dinner and we want to feed people, that dinner had a theme that dinner had options that it served premium ingredients we thought about like the local freshest ingredients to santa fe at that time and instead of just like serving you your dinner the menu will tell you why we decided to focus on um, pine nuts for example which are a huge commodity out in santa fe mm -hmm. um we go through the extra step of doing wine pairings. And so it's it's showing our clients that 
we know them, we see who they are, we know what their level of expectation is, mm -hmm. and we want to meet that, if not exceed it. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, happens when basic needs are met, and then you go that one extra mile. I think that's brilliant. It's, it's like being meticulous because you can. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, if you haven't done that necessary pre-planning to meet all of the basic needs of a of a person that yeah. you have invited to totally to attend your event there is no kind of i guess for lack of a better word like self-actualization as a part of that right. experience it's like, and we really think about everything so for example it's a ch it was a choice to book in santa fe new mexico where by definition most people drove about an hour right. from the airport but that was an op we took that as an opportunity. Yeah. We didn't take that as a as a challenge. So what did we do? We put notes in everyone's cars, welcoming welcoming to them to the experience. We gave everybody water. We gave everybody snacks. We put a little swag bag in there and said like, enjoy the ride through the desert. We'll see you in an hour. No complaints. That's nuts though, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine like I mean some of I can't imagine going pitching a, an event and saying like, well, in order to get to the event, we're gonna have to drive an hour and 30 minutes through no man's land. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody did it. And yeah. I think it's because pre-event, we start that premium experience. Like I right. said at the top of this, you know, I now don't just oversee events, but what we really thought about with Wonder was that full experience. So what did our dedicated email process look like? What was the branding, the look and the feel? We sent out de uh, direct mailers to people who, um, once they RSVP'd, got them excited about coming. We sent direct mailers to people who we invited who didn't RSVP yet to hopefully entice them to RSVP. Sure. Um, we just really use this event as like, an anchor to start kind of a drip campaign to get in touch with our priority accounts that we wanted to invite. And like I'd said, this was the first year that we invited prospects. So think about that where this person, this prospect knows nobody in theory, mm -hmm. um, and they're blindly deciding to just go to this conference with no one. Like that is a, a hard, a hard sell. And by the way, only you, like we didn't give, right. you know, companies five passes each, bring your whole team. So I was really amazed, excited, like honored that these folks did come to the event again by themselves, knowing nobody. It's right. it's a hard sell, um, but you know maybe those direct mailers and those personal touches and the premium essence of what we were clearly producing pushed that over the edge, which led to some actual deals being signed because of Wonder, um, which you know for events is amazing to see that direct correlation is like. I can't even, there's no words for how yeah. happy it makes me. It's literal performance marketing in yeah. IRL. So there are so many amazing elements to, there are so many amazing elements to wonder, including the content. Like yeah. I was blown away by the caliber of content. I was blown away by the response of the the audience yeah. uh, at the at, at the content that was being presented. Can you talk to us about how do you even go about sure. gathering and creating the content that you did for Wonder? Yeah, I mean, I have to admit I'm, I'm, usually uncomfortable tooting my own horn, but not only did we produce this like insanely premium experience when it came to like food and drinks and the property, let's not forget that we were there for a day and a half and we were actually doing real content. Right. And so um, through various partnerships that I brokered, um, which some of them actually ended up leading to, to deals for Wonderkind, um, I spent the first few months of me at Wonder Wonderkind um, meeting people, talking to people, who do you know, who's interesting, what, seeing what kinds of topics were being covered at, at industry events, and then getting down to the nitty gritty of like, okay, but what do people really want to talk about? Yeah. Because absolutely nobody wants to listen to 
companies like ours get up and just like puff out our chest for a full day of content. So we took the angle of kind of what I alluded to earlier. What are some like lofty, interesting, high level topics we could talk about? For example, what we talked about was the metaverse. Um, We talked about AI a lot. We um, had Joe DeSana, the uh, founder of Spartan Race, come and do a presentation all about like grit. Mm -hmm. So these were highly lofty conceptual concepts. We had Omar Johnson from um, Apple and Beats come and talk about the power of brand and brand marketing. So there was a lot of different really cool conversations that came up. And I have to say the one that I'm probably the most proud of is the session we did with the Washington Commanders. quick plug for returning to office um, is this session really wouldn't have happened if I didn't strike up conversation with another wonderkinder in our kitchen. Um, I was telling him that going into wonder, I was like, I would love to do a session around a rebrand. What does it look like when you have to maintain brand loyalty, when you have messaging that in some ways works and doesn't, you have to change imagery. Like where does one even start? And, um, Luckily, there were a lot of brands like Pearl Milling Co. and the Washington Commanders who were on like the right side of history of trying to think about we have this historical brand that we want to maintain, but there's some there's some issues. And so what do we do? And so the Washington Commanders team joined and gave us an amazing presentation. They gave us a walkthrough of of what that whole process looked like and let these marketers walk away with really tangible examples as to certain kinds of content that could be created throughout that rebrand process or how involved their consumers were in that. Um, It was one of the most well-received sessions. And again, something that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't in the office, like just chatting with a coworker. But I think also really inspiring to see a brand that has a lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of, like a lot of history and and navigating that. Um, So that was one of my favorite sessions that we did. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Maddie, where do you think experiential marketing is headed? Where are we going? Gosh, that's such a good question. Um, Every time I think marketers think they know the answer, it changes. But let's (laughs) say today in November of 2022, yes, that's what year it is, um, (laughs) that this is what I think. So um, there was obviously a lot of virtual pre-pandemic. Now there's a lot of in-person return. Um, I feel like I see... I see the, this concept of one-to-one versus one-to-many being a continual thread when I think about events for next year. So many people are doing these like D2C uh, consumer brand relationships. You get your stitch fix box, you know, you have your one-on-one relationship with the brand that I feel like that's going to start to to be seen even more in events. So um, at least at Wonderkin, I know we want to really think about account-based marketing. So I think it's how can your events stand out from the rest? Um, and so where I see events going is more thoughtful marketing messaging, more intimate events that speak to the few, but really powerfully. Um, and then, I don't know, I'm curious to see in this new world, new generations, what things like a South by Southwest could look like in a virtual and in-person world. Um, how does activism or, um, what's going on in the world start to affect these kinds of events. But I really do think that the the future will be focused on that balance of the one-to-one versus the one-to-many. Yeah. Um, focuses on events for a brand awareness standpoint um, to get your marketing messaging out there or you're a company that uses events to really drive results. Um, this can be applied, I think, across both. Yeah. And ultimately, 
uh, that's really great. And ultimately, it's fun. Yeah, let's not forget that, like, these are the most fun. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm sitting here so, you know, uh, about my uh, my science part. But the art yeah. part's important, too. Like, a fun cocktail, a cool uh, way of serving said cocktail. Um, I can't believe, I have to say, at, at Wonder, I was shocked that we gave out... Uh, we gave out like stickers and gems and glow sticks to, yeah. to people as a way to get them like ready for this after party we were gonna have. And the cynic in me was like, there's no way that these CMOs are gonna be putting glitter on their they face. Did. I was so wrong. Everybody is a kid at heart. Yes. Everybody likes to have fun. Yeah. Every So just remember at the end of the day too that that's also the North Star is like you want people leaving, ha having evoked this feeling that's a good feeling, that you are smart, your company is smart, it's thoughtful, it's creative, it's cool. Um, and I just love that I get to do that with events. I feel very lucky. Well, you're doing a hell of a job. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. To, to, to put a nice little cap on our conversation today, I'd love for you to share with everybody your tips, your recommendations, your top takeaways of what they can do in order to further blend that that balance between art and science, yeah. digital and in-person, so they can ultimately yeah. drive more success for their brands and for their businesses. Sure. I mean, for me, it really is that thinking about ultimately at the end of the day, what your company's value prop is and what they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. um, you can have beautiful dinners all day, every day, but if they're not being planned in a way that's either inviting the right people who you need to get in the room in the right city at the right time with the right message, it just won't work. And so I, I acknowledge the kind of, I'll call it like a necessary evil of always providing the commercial teams opportunities for client entertaining. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is to marketers, when you have the opportunity to like kick off the narrative and own some event from the beginning, start with that narrative, start with, exactly what I said with the perfect pair. Okay, our company focuses a lot on an email and a text product. Those are two things. Ooh, perfect pair, why don't we do that and run with those kinds of thinking. Um, the simplest bow being tied around something makes all the more difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest difference between like an average event marketer and a stellar event marketer is that marketing part yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. Which shouldn't be taken for granted. No, and your event really is supposed to live outside of that two-hour window when the event took place. Or, in my opinion, oh, it, it wasn't successful. That's it great. really has to live online. It has to live in your direct mail. It has to live in follow-up content, which, again, kind of goes back to thinking about our clients. Mm -hmm. Their brands don't exist just in the T-shirt that they're made or just in the storefront or just on the website. There's a holistic approach to thinking about how that brand shows up, uh, and we should do the same. Every, every company should do the same, but that's really what I at least try to do when it comes to events. I love that. It's about showing up. It's about showing up not only for yourself, but mm -hmm. also for your brand. Yeah. If you're not doing it, you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. This is great. This is great. Well, Maddie, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. chatting with you. I think uh, some of the things that we can do, we can lead people to is uh, the Wonderkent website. Yes. To learn more about the events that are coming up. They can check check out that sizzle reel themselves. Share it with some folks. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you want to come, you have to let this yeah. lady right here know. <laughs> Because not everybody's getting a golden ticket. This is true. This is true. You can find me on LinkedIn. That's right. <laughs> and send her a direct DM. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
But it's great. Thank you guys again so much for joining. I'm Vern Trimble. Thank you so much, Thank Mandy. you. This was so fun. So much fun to have yeah. you. Again, that's individuality. Oh,